1: Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you're on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my channel. I post episodes every Sunday and now I think every Thursday. I've been saying my Thursday episodes are bonus episodes, but I keep posting them. Today I have on a guy named Sam. Sam was molested by his mom and he didn't have memories about it until he was way older. Like, you know, it wasn't something, he lived his whole life without the memories, but he did have clues as to the fact that something happened to him. Uh, he had relationship issues, addiction issues, and then, like I said, a lot of clues that something was up and then the memories came back to him and we talk all about it. Listen, you know, being molested, unfortunately, is not rare. Uh, It does happen to a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't have the memories come back, but they maybe have an inkling that something happened. That was him his whole life. And then he had the memories actually come back. We talk about how they came back, the things that he remembered, exactly what happened with his mother, how you know the stuff that was put on him affected his life like I said yet uh, is relationship issues addiction issues the great thing about Sam is you know the most one of the most important things in his life has been to not perpetuate that behavior and I love Sam's story I think it's an important one because I think it's happens a lot more than we think that it happens I think it you know it's uh, probably rarer that it happens with a mother uh, that's what was interesting to me about this story. I, uh, you know, I think I, we've heard it the opposite way a lot, but I love this episode. I love that he shared his story because like I said, I think it's an important one because I think a lot of people will be able to relate on some level. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Sam.
0: This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast.
1: Well, hey, Sam, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm good. So did you reach out to me? I'm su- I forget how we found each other, but basically, by the time we found each other, you had stated that you had, so- I don't know, and I don't know the specifics, right? But there's something going on as far as like you and your mom when you were younger. Now, I don't know if it was something implied, it was something that actually happened or... You know what the deal was, but why don't you just get into it?
0: Okay, well let's, let's start off. The, I should start off by saying, yeah, all the memories came back in the last, I'd say, ten to fifteen years.
1: How old I are blocked you? Blocked them out. Yeah, Pardon? yeah. How old are
0: you? Uh, how old am I now? Yeah, I'm sixty five.
1: Right, so wow. No, because that's interesting to me because I think that there's probably a lot of people walking around, right, that have had things that happened to me. And what they say, because I feel like I had stuff that happened to me when I'm younger, but I'm like, I don't have any memories about it, but I've read a lot about like having repressed memories. And what they do say about repressed memories is that typically if something happened to you once, you have less likely a chance of like suppressing that, right? Because it's a one-time thing. But when something happened more than once, Mm -hmm. that's then that's the kind of thing that actually can get repressed, you know, because it did happen so much. There is a way of blocking that out, right? And I have heard that it could just come out of nowhere. People have these memories come back to them at all different times of life. So you're like living your life for 55 years. Could I ask you a quick question before we get to the actual memories? Before you turned 55 and these things came back, did you always have a feeling like something happened or like were there clues?
0: Well, there was an incident when I was, I want to guess, I was about 11 or 12. I'm not sure exactly the age. Uh Uh-huh. But for a Christmas present, I bought my mom pajamas for Christmas. Okay. And and I didn't buy her pajamas. I bought her a baby doll. Baby doll. We used to call them baby dolls. Uh, See-through negligee.
1: Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah.
0: And uh, it's funny because a a friend of mine was telling me how uh, he he bought his wife a a nice uh, nightgown for for Christmas. Yeah. And also, I thought, that's just hit me. And I don't think a 12-year-old boy is going to remember his mother in negligee unless she wore one, if that makes sense, in front of him.
1: Right. Like, why would you even think of that as what you're saying as a exactly. present? Yeah. Yeah,
0: you would think of, you know, flannel pajamas for your mother or a long sure. flannel nightgown, yes. Yeah, the yes. last
1: thing you want to do is think of your mom in a in a hot outfit, right? I mean, it's not well, typical. Well, yeah, I
0: don't know if it was hot. I was like, too young to even know I guess what was hot. But but it was probably
1: was if it was like a little nighty kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, guys think that shit is hot.
0: I do remember my father arguing with my mother about it. I do. Yeah. And I remember him asking like what is this all about? Yeah. And that's all I remember and I also they had some they had some terrible problems a little bit after that. So I'm wondering if that could have been part of it.
1: Yeah. If but that but besides that, was there any kind of acting out or problems you had that, you know, like alcoholism or, you know, any kind no. of addictions or any no. kind of problems in relationships or sex, anything like that to give you some sort of clue that something went down?
0: No, she again I was it was puberty at that point, okay? Uh she was an alcoholic, if that if that helps you at all. Uh,
1: yeah, we we'll get to her problems, but I mean for you afterwards, I'm saying all these years you lived up to your fifty five. No, yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, I went I went into substance substance abuse.
1: Right, yes. right. I mean, it shows its head, right? Like there's a lot of people walking around and they're like, oh, you know, they have all these fucking issues, but they're like, I had a fine upbringing. And a lot of times I'm kind of like, does that really happen? Like, Or is there maybe something that you don't remember? Do you know what I mean? And so I think that that's probably had a lot to do with all the things that you were working out from that time until now,
0: right? Don't you think? I, I think so. And a lot of my uh, substance abuse issues well, because I had a, a horrible relationship with my mother, and whatever I did was never good enough, one of those things.
1: Yeah, well, also, listen, maybe if because of what was going down, you know, maybe oh, she sure despised that. you because you, she, she was projecting onto you, right? You were the person that was making her do something or being the way she was.
0: I, I don't, I, if, I, if I, she passed away, but I wish I I, I I always wanted to approach her on it. I never had the, the balls to do it. So, no, I mean, right now, again, I'm, if somebody asks me, are you 100% sure this happened? I would say no. If they ask me- I get that. If, I, if they tell me, are you better than 90% sure? I would say, oh, yes. And right, I of course. Of course. You know
1: I mean? yeah, yeah, of course. I think that that's the, uh, you know, the big mind fucked and, the, and the, the really awful thing that survivors of this kind of thing have to deal with. You know, you're dealing with all the issues and trauma that was put on you by the actual act of it. And then the, you know, to have to, you know, wonder and distrust your own self right? and your memories about it is just another added thing to, you know, top it off. It's fucked up. Well, like, but, you know, here we are talking about what happened and I don't even know. So why don't you get into, but I'm so curious about how it all came back to you, right? You're 55 and what triggered, did anything triggered it? Or like, how did you have that first memory and what was that first memory?
0: Well, I, I think I just mentioned that my friend um, with the negligee thing, um, but actually 10, 15 years ago and I finally hit me, I thought about my relationships with women. And my relationships with women are very simple. I looked down on them sexually. I did. Okay. okay. As far as I was concerned, they were there for my pleasure. Obviously, I gave—I tried to give them pleasure, too. But I meant to say, if a woman was... I don't want to use the word promiscuous, because that's a wide spectrum there. Yeah. My goal was always to sleep with a woman on the first time seeing her. Yeah. And 95% of the time, I was successful at it. <laughs> okay. And when I did... And when I did I thought less of them. How's that one?
1: Right. That could be, that could be, that's very stereotypical. That could be a lot of guys.
0: I, I don't know. I don't, other, than the other guys, tell me me didn't bother them at all. To me, I just felt, okay, well, I'm nothing special. So if they're saying, oh, I never did this before, please don't kid me. You've done it before. You know, one of those things. But anyway, I thought about it. Let me take you back on a couple way back, if I could.
1: Yeah, I um, love going way back.
0: Okay. I, I, first of all, I'm the youngest of three. Yeah. Uh, two old, two older sisters, brought up in a very strict Tang family. My father was very strict. My sisters, how they dressed, how they appeared, and as far as being a boy, I did what I wanted.
1: As right. Far as being a boy. And, I grew okay. up in that family too. I get that. You
0: know. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so I would walk around, in my, and I could walk around in my underwear. My sisters had to be covered no matter yeah. what.
1: Yeah, so that's a very old school mentality for sure. Yes. But it existed back when we were born.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's funny because I, I tell them, I have children now, and I tell my my children about that, and they kind of laugh. No, yeah, they like, and they say those were the days being a guy, a man. Huh? I said, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, being a um, a boy nine ten again, I can't honestly give it the age, but I do know one thing: I, the age I was, at was when my father was on the road as a here goes, cliche, traveling salesman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He would, he would leave home Sunday nights and come home Friday nights. So it was my mother, my sisters, and myself. And from that time on, my mother wanted me to come and sleep in the bed with her.
1: Okay. Now, was this starting as young as you can remember, or it started when you were like a little bit older, but still
0: super young? I want to say nine, ten, ten years old, maybe eleven. Oh, okay, so it's kids. not super young.
1: Because listen, I'm a mom of a five year old, right? I have a lot of friends who like their f- kids sleep with them. You know, it's very common right. when they're very young. But at you're like nine or ten, you're a little bit older, and all of a sudden your mom's like, "Oh, come sleep in my bed."
0: And I'm discovering girls. You know, the girls aren't giving me cooties. Girls are nice to look
1: at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh huh. And I
0: did. And I those things weren't real vivid for about a year or so. But I also remember she had a book that she used to make me read, tell me to read. That make me read. And I don't know if you ever heard of the book. I wish I knew the author. It's called Sexis, S-E-X-U-S. Sexus. S e yeah. x u s.
1: Sexus. S u s S-E-X-U-S, Okay.
0: Okay. If you're looking it up, I looked it up through. I'm I, Henry I Miller. I read Henry Miller. I, no. Yeah. Okay. And in those, in that book in particular, the the wording was uh, the word cock, the word cunt, the word tits were used. It wasn't like you know, the polite way of saying things. Yeah, And, they, and I read them and I masturbated to that, that book. I would go in that bathroom when I came out from school and go mas- read that thing and masturbate like a son of a bitch.
1: Right, of course. It's like porn for you at that age. And there sure. was no porn for you at that no, age besides yeah. something like that. National
0: Geographic might have been the closest. It's not like today. <laughs> anyway, so uh, And she'd make me read it. She'd leave it out. She'd leave it out. And I'd read it, which gave me ideas. And I can remember a couple times when years following, let's make this clear. We're now let's go over let's go three years past this, maybe four years. We're now I'm sleeping in my own bedroom. My father's back living in the area, as far as not the struggling salesman, he's home all the time. She left her bedroom door open and would kind of wake me up when her and my father would come in after her going out on a Saturday night. Kinda wake me up, not really wake me up, but let me know that they were home. And she'd leave her door open a crack in the bedroom. Uh-huh. So I, I, I remember being a little a boy again, watching, listening
1: to them having sex.
0: Of uh, them having sex. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. And there were t- there were times I was in bed where I ended up again being a boy sleeping naked, masturbating a hundred times a day on a on a bad day. But <laughs> she'd come in and she would pulled back my covers, and I'd have a, a an erection. Uh huh. And she would jerk me off. Wow. But I'd never open my eyes. Not once. But you knew it was a, her. Well, you know, it wasn't going to be my sister's, and I could hear, you know, I know my my mother, to this day, I, I gag at this scent of Estee water perfume.
1: Okay? Because that's what she wore? That's
0: yes, all she wore. And I oh gag God. at it. Yeah.
1: I just okay? got the chills. Yeah, that's so hardcore.
0: Yes. Yeah. And she would, yeah, she would do it, and it never got past her gurgling me off, although I... I'm not sure. I mean, there's so many things I think happened, but I, I don't want to embellish something that I'm not sure is even close to being true. Listen, okay? well,
1: but we're, ju- we're just chatting here, you know what I mean? So you could talk about what you think might have happened, you know, but I know, like, you know, you just explain that this is stuff that I think, this is stuff that I know. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like putting you on record here. It's not, we're not, right. it's not court.
0: <laughs> yeah. right. But I do remember again, when I in bed with her, her making me, feeding me her breast. Okay. I remember this. What did she do? Teddy, her breast.
1: Right. So when you were like 9, 10, how old were you at that time?
0: I'm going to say somewhere between the age of 9 and 12. I don't know. Right, right, child.
1: right. I get it. Yeah, no, but that's like, that's inappropriate.
0: Yes. Yeah. And to this day, she was very large-breasted. Yeah. And to this day, I don't like large-breasted large women. I mean, this it's affect
1: me. Affected me. No, that's why I asked in the beginning, like, where were these signs? Like, there's all these sort of clues and you don't get to put it all together until all those memories came back. And then it all makes sense.
0: Yeah, yes. And I, I'm sure there was another penetration. That one I'm positive on. But I, I'd be foolish if I didn't believe there was oral sex involved somewhere.
1: So you're positive there was no penetration, but you feel like maybe they could have been oral.
0: Yes, and that right. me was her, her on me. Right, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I know that when she used to come and uh, jerk me off, she used to, believe it or not, I see Literally, you're a gasp. Come from her when I came, yeah. Okay, and I mean, these are things I just remember, yeah. And the, how it affected my life with other women—I just explained that it, it affected me a lot. It, it affected of me a lot and when I was in a relationship. I expected so much out of my wife and other girls I dated after that. There was almost too much to ask. If that makes sense? Yeah,
1: for sure. You're still with your wife now?
0: No, no, no. She she got smart.
1: And she laughed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Get smart. Right, well, but, but the, the problem is is that you never really were able to put it all together. So you're just acting out and it looks like you're just a fucking asshole. But most yes. of the time, there's stuff underneath. And that's not to say that anyone could be a fucking asshole and they get a free pass. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it comes from somewhere. You still have to try to figure out, you know, that's what it's about, at least trying to figure out where that's all coming from and working on yourself. I mean... You're lucky in that you are, you did, you have been able to sort of put the pieces together. And I wonder, having those memories and putting those pieces together and remembering some of the stuff that happened, has that helped to change your behaviors and your feelings and stuff like that?
0: It has, but unfortunately, I've gotten so much into the habit that I realize, oh my God, you're doing it again. Right. That it's too late. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I was looking. Excuse me. Excuse me. How I put this, but I was looking for the pig and the slut in every woman I was. I was dating. I was not looking for somebody that I could adore and I would love. I was looking for the pig and the slut because to me, that's what they were supposed
1: to be doing. Of course. I mean, look at what was going on when you were a child, right? It would be very hard for you to probably get turned on by real intimacy because you were just so fucked up. Like you know, yes. you got wired extremely improperly.
0: Yes, yes, and in fact, it's funny—not funny, but did you have you ever read the book? I think it's by Nancy Friday. The Flowers in the Attic. What's it called?
1: Oh, so, I know. I've my, heard my, of Nancy. My Secret
0: Party. Garden. My Secret Garden.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: It's about women's fantasies. Uh huh. And again, as I grew, and that was when I was—I read that when I was probably—I'm going to say 1970s in that area. So I was. I was older by then I had to be 16 or 17 but again it was in my I, I moved out of my house at 16 years old I had to get out of my house okay yeah. but, uh, but again it was at my disposal and she's the one who gave it to me Your I mom. Go, I, to, um, yes yeah yes I think she wanted more I truly believe my father was a philanderer. I know that okay okay and that's how it was in those days yep. and and the Tang families I shouldn't say this too loud <laughs> but the the men were almost expected to have a girlfriend on the side.
1: Right, okay? it was very common. Uh huh.
0: Yes. So maybe that was her way of getting back at him. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I would
1: say it had to go deeper than that. You know, she had her own fucking things. You know, if we talked to her, God knows what was going on there. If she was even—I mean, I wonder if she even—not that she was conscious of it. I—I I wonder if she ever really. Could put it together if she was alive like would she even be able to be like look that part of herself in the mirror and say oh this is what I fucking did or would she deny it and and if she did deny it, which most likely would be the case if like on some level she actually doesn't even remember it herself. Like I think on some level, maybe, and I'm no psychologist, right? So I'm just always, I'm just chit-chatting with you. And these are just things that I think that sometimes the person that actually, you know, does this type of thing, they could also repress things themselves.
0: I agree with that. I I agree. Yes. And and my biggest fear, and I go out of my way is that I, I did not grab that gene. I did not inherit that gene. Right. In other words, I have all boys. Yeah. So that's not they issue at all. Yeah. they oh, well, probably could be nowadays, I guess. Uh, but, uh, uh, days, yeah. uh-huh. but I have granddaughters. Yeah. And I watch how I squeeze these girls and I kiss them and I do all these things because I don't want anything for them to even feel that pressure. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, of course, you're, gonna, you're thinking of things that most people would never even think of when they're, never, you know, but you, never. you are because 100% this shit was done to you, so that's always going to be there on some level.
0: Yes, yeah, And that's sad. Yeah, and I'm a very affectionate person. I mean, I'm, Italian I'm again, I'm very affectionate. Yeah. And I still watch myself. I know it's crazy, but I uh, was, the other day I was, went to one of my granddaughter's dance recitals. They took a picture of me and her together. I had my arms wrapped around her. I don't, you know, around her. She was sit, standing in front of me while I was sitting. Uh-huh. And I said, where are your hands? I remember thinking to myself, where are those hands? Right. And I looked. It's almost, it's almost, it's sad if you think about that. It's very sad.
1: Totally. I remember I had one friend, a girlfriend of mine, she, and she had all kinds of like weirdo issues, like, you know, meaning like panic attacks and anxiety attacks and full-blown meltdowns for nothing, shit you shouldn't melt down for. And she had a perfect relationship with her parents. And then one day she uh, called me up like, freaking out so mad at her mother like I think she was even crying and she was like can you believe my mother was with her friends and she showed them naked pictures of me when I was a baby and I was just like Wow. Like that to me was, and she, I saw the pictures. I mean, these were like baby pictures of any, it's so normal for a kid to be naked at this age. Sure, of pictures, sure. But for her to feel that way, I was like, there's something there that she sees be, right? this as inappropriate because why else would you, you know, I mean, it, it's there. Why was she seeing herself as a sexual being at such a young age?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. and you know, I don't know how old you are, Kathy. I, I, I have no clue, nor is it in my business. But there, in those days, if you remember correctly, a lot of baby pictures were of the baby on the bassinet, naked, and the little be naked, the little butt sticking out. That's what
1: I mean. It's no so big deal. You know, the baby's naked, you know. And yeah. so, but for her, it wasn't even like, because listen, I think our parents' generation, they would maybe think shit like that was weird just because in their generation it was. But like, you know, for her, she was even younger than I was. For her to see that... In that picture and for her to pick that out, you know, it's like the same thing that's going on with you when you're just giving your granddaughter a hug. It's it's in there somehow, you know, that a child is a sexual being. Whereas most people, if this doesn't happen, they would never even think of that or put that together or see anything like that going on, you know?
0: No, I agree. And, and it's uh, it's not funny. It's sad, actually, if you think about it. Um, my nephews, two of them lived with my mother when they were... Little because their uh, mom's
1: had a oh,
0: uh, marriage. And I, and I asked them. Yeah. And both, I didn't ask them straight out. I, yeah. I, I, said, I said, Did grandma ever do something that you're uncomfortable doing? Mm-hmm. And their answer has always been no. But I think that was been my answer too if I was 16, 17 years old at that time. Does that make right. sense?
1: Yeah, they might not remember either.
0: Yeah, and, and, then, and then they would always ask me, Why do you ask? You don't want to say because this happened because if it didn't, you don't want to, you don't want to put them in that position.
1: And it, you don't want happened. them to think if they have a positive relationship with their grandmother and everything's fine for them, you don't want to put on to them what happened to you.
0: Of not course, not at all. Not. Of course, not at all. Mm-hmm. And I just think she's a lonely woman who need who needed attention those days. That's my guess. And and listen, what
1: happened to her that would make her even do something like that? You know, I mean, probably, like I said, I think, you know, like you said, you don't have that gene, right? But or you didn't you know, something was put on to you and then you didn't go and put that on to somebody else. But maybe that's what happened to her, you know? uh, It may be. I mean, is somebody born with the uh, attraction and the desire to fool around with their kids? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe Freud or some shit would say that it's more there. But like, I would think most of the time, the majority of the time, people that do this are people who had it happen to them.
0: I I don't know. I know that she she was one of the poor girl's and with one older brother and my grandfather, and again, the Italian, They're they're all born in Italy. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe in those days, I don't know. Maybe in those, I don't know. I don't know. You know. You don't, I don't yeah, know. that's
1: not saying we don't have her here, and it, that's not a, a reason to say, oh, that she's she's it's okay what she did, whatever. But like, I, I just think that a lot of times people that do that had stuff like that happen
0: to them too. Because uh, I would think so. Where would it come why, from? I don't know. I I I don't understand you. I don't understand the attraction to a young person at all. I mean, a young child at all. I don't understand it at all, at all. Whenever I watch anything, no, I'm, it's not uh, natural. Television.
1: It's not natural.
0: Yeah, I just don't understand it.
1: But let's get back to you. So now, your mom—you always had a contentious relationship with her. I do believe because she was doing this to you, like she was. She hated you because, like I said, you, you know, you were the mirror for her of what who she was and what she was doing.
0: I think so. You know, she used to. She used to, um, again, in the family I grew up in, yeah. men sleeping with women, even in a young boy, was, called, was, was considered a conquest. Okay? It yeah. was a conquest. Yeah. And, not that, and I don't want to say that she, she would smirk or laugh. One time she caught me, literally, with one of my girlfriends. Yeah. Literally, physically in the act. And up until that point, my, that girlfriend and my mother were like, my mother raved about her. Once she caught her, she wouldn't even let the girl at the house again. Right, so I don't. Is that a jealousy thing? I don't know. I don't, yeah, no, I, I, I was,
1: I was. That was going to be one of my questions. Like, how was she when you started dating women? Was she jealous of them? How did she feel about them? Right, because she had this kind of thing with you that I would wonder if, like, you know how? Because listen, she was wired improperly too. So yeah, yes, but
0: it's affected it affected it affected my life, and not. I am not here for pity on myself because I get into it. I just, I just. I think what it's done is maybe open my eyes to more about it happens to people. I really thought I was the exception, but nowadays with media and everything else, you're seeing it's more common than it's not. Well, you know what they say
1: for women? Listen, I think it's less common, I think, personally, for men with their moms. But I think for women, they say like one in every four, I think is the fucking stat, okay, has been molested would be the correct term. When they were so. younger, it doesn't have to be just their father. It could be their uncle. It could be their brother. You know, I, you know. I had a roommate that it was her brother. You know, sometimes it's the father. Sometimes, like I said, it's the uncle. You don't know. Sometimes it's more than one. Who knows? Sure. But it it's it is more common than we know or than you think.
0: My ex wife was molested by her by her
1: step Right, and isn't that interesting that you guys you know found each other?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, all I remember is that I. Doesn't really matter. his stepbrother, and I met. A, he lives. He lived in Utah, and, and I live on the East Coast. Long story short, but the first time I met him, the way he was eyeballing her, I had to pull her over and say, "Okay, what went on here?" And she told me. You wait, so you, wait a
1: second. So you picked up on it without oh, her I even telling you?
0: I picked up on it.
1: Isn't that interesting that you have that power? Probably because it was done to you that you could smell it from a mile well, away.
0: Well, I know I can. I mean, I think you, well, you, you're, you know, how men eyeball women that, that yeah, there's something still, going on. Yeah, but still, listen,
1: I'm telling you, no, 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 listen to me, I'm telling you, most people are so not even thinking that something like that would exist, that they would miss it from a mile away. I think you pick up on it because it's something that you're on high alert for because it was something that happened to you. I believe that, sorry to say. it's a possibility.
0: That's what you probably It's a very good possibility.
1: Yeah, how the fuck did you pick that up? I don't think it was very obvious. It was so obvious to you that you can't even imagine it not being obvious to somebody else, but that's just because you're you, but I don't think somebody else would have picked that up. I think we never look at things like that. So, but so you could literally just tell by the way he looked at her, and then you said something to her or to him
0: and her? Her. Okay. I said and, something to her. Yeah. And it wasn't just the way he looked at her. Yeah. It's just the way he looked at her and how she, you could just see there was embarrassment or shame on her in her eyes. Does that make, does that make sense? You know, the way yeah. you can just see she acted, she looked like the same girl that I was just seeing. Yeah. I, I, I picked up on it. I asked her. And, you know, at that point we had a, we had a very, very healthy relationship. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah this is what happened. And, and it's funny because, you know, it, it, her exact words, she enjoyed it figured that one out.
1: What happened? She she said she enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, she's only there was only a year's difference between the two. Yeah. So uh, that was her that was her waking up to sex. Right. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. And and, and she she wasn't a baby that I, I believe she told me she was fourteen or fifteen years old, which I guess is still a baby. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but for girls, I think it's a little bit different than, than it is for boys. You know, they've had sex much younger than boys do usually.
1: Girls have sex with before men.
0: I think so,
1: yes. You do? Oh, I do. I think guys start fucking before girls. No, Maybe not so much, but I think, you know? Well,
0: I I just think it's not as spoken. Boys have conquest, and girls are supposed to be more controlled. Right,
1: so so wouldn't that be that the girl takes a little bit longer before she starts having sex?
0: I I can't say that. I don't know if that's true or not. I just think that um, a man's opinion here is a woman at any time... A woman could be fucked with. I mean, if you catch it with
1: the right guy. Oh time. yeah, a woman. It's easier for a woman to have sex, but do right women there. choose to start having sex before guys? I don't think so. But who cares about that? I like to talk just about you, but and her. So now, was she? I mean, your sex life together. Was she like working with some issues because of what happened to her and you? I mean, how was your guy's sex life together?
0: It was phenomenal. It was okay. Oh, phenomenal! It's phenomenal. Yes, it was very, very good. Right. We both if we both wanted something or tried something, we both said it. It wasn't like there were no hinting. We just said it, and the other one could say, "I don't think I could do this," or "I'm not ready for it," and it would be dropped. But then it would come back up again, and it was never. And neither one of us looked down on the other or looked disparagingly disparately at the other.
1: Because of sex, right, All right. You're exactly. Both yeah, that's yes. cool. And now, so after she told you, did you tell her anything about your mom? Or at that point, had you still not even known what happened with your mom?
0: I wasn't sure about my mom. No, because I've been divorced now for close to 20 years. Oh, so right, so figured, you didn't even yeah, know then. No, 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 no. Right. So, But she wasn't a fan of my mother's either. So it didn't matter. She wasn't? She thought, no, she thought my, she thought my mother was very hard on me. And my mother, and we have all, all boys. And my mother has, my sisters have boys and girls. And it's obvious my mother treats boys differently than girls. It's obvious. Right. And my wife didn't like that. Didn't like how she treated my sons.
1: She treated them better or worse?
0: Not lovingly. How's that?
1: Interesting. The,
0: yeah, the not, boys. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Not lovingly. I mean, the, the other grandchildren would sit, spend the night at her house. Not once would... Where my kids invited to her house to sleep over. Not once.
1: Right. But she had those other grandkids who were boys stay at her house.
0: Yes. But they had sisters. My sister's relationship with my sister's relationship with my mother was much better than my relationship with my mother. Yeah. So I think, you know, that uh, they could talk about that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. Because you could see in one family, you know, three kids, four kids, two kids, and, you know, they're raised by the same parents, but they could grow up with very different lives and very different issues because sometimes yes. the parents treat, you know, they could have, they could have different experiences with, that, with the same parents. Like your sure, sure. sisters probably didn't have any, pro- did they have any problems with addiction or anything like that in their life? No,
0: not that I know of, no.
1: Right, but you did.
0: I did. I, I got it young. Of
1: course yeah. because look what was g- fucking going on, you know?
0: And now well, I don't know I've also I hung around with the wrong crowd too, but you know, that oh, might be Please,
1: duh, that's because like attracts like. You needed yeah, to no, act out. You were acting out. It's, it's that's what it's about. Come on, it's like it's like psychology 101. Like I said I'm no psychologist, but it's you know, it's obvious uh, when people, you know, when people are acting out, there's something's behind it. It's not always, oh, you were molested. It could be a lot of different things that happen, but most of the time it's coming from some place. It's not like anything, it was like I said, my friend who was like having all these panic attacks and she had all these really serious issues, like serious shit that was going down with her. And then, but she had fine parents. My parents were so great. It's like, okay, then maybe something happened with your neighbor. I don't know. But then when she told me that her mom saw the picture and she's naked, I'm like, okay, there's something there. It doesn't just come from nowhere. That's what I believe. Uh, no,
0: that, that, that shocks me that you say that. At least in my age group. Again, I don't know your age, but I think if I. I'm 52. Program, she was a couple of yeah. years younger than me. So we're not that far as yeah, no. generations. No. Yeah, no. Right.
1: Uh-uh. Yeah. So it was just, but I'm just saying the whole point is that it does, you know, hardcore stuff like that does come from somewhere more than just genetics. I know that some people will be like, it's a disease and it's a genetic thing, but I think that, you know, we could, we get the seed or in our DNA, if it's in there, but what triggers that to grow into something where you're, you're, you're an addict and you're, you know, is the dysfunction. That's how I think it works. I don't think that a healthy, normal person that had the best parents ever that grew up totally fine will just become blazing addicts. I I just don't believe that. And somebody, I mean, I know i maybe I'll get a hate mail for that shit or someone's going to tell (laughs) me I'm completely wrong. I don't fucking believe it. I think we're born kind of perfect, you know, and I think things get put on us, you know, and then we act out depending on how hardcore those things are. And I just don't think that people, you know, act out hardcore for no reason. Sometimes it's a death that someone experienced. Sometimes it's a divorce. I mean, it's not always molestation, but shit happens when you're younger and it affects you. Come on.
0: Well, I, I, I kind of disagree with that. Really? they do a lot, yeah. Because too many times, yeah. uh, if, if a family has, let's just, for example, five children. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. They have five children, and, and four out of the five are just regular lives, you know, doing things well, and no addictions, et cetera, but one isn't. Does that mean it's a family, or does that mean it's percentages?
1: Uh, no, I think something happens to that one kid. Maybe that one kid, because there was five kids, was completely ignored because he was the youngest and he had no parents around and he had abandonment issues. I don't know. I just think that, you know, you could always find its way back. And like I said, I do believe that you're not going to be the only person that disagrees with me, but that's just what I believe. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, I I, I disagree because I thought about that a lot too. Yeah. But, um, but, I, but I, normally I would say it's part of the environment, but again, it. If four out of the five turned out to be normal kids, you're right. It could have been the fifth one, or it could have been the baby, or he could have been, or she, she could have been the baby, or she, or he could have been the only gender in the uh, of all those children. But so what about
1: like, in the family that has three, and all three are fucked up?
0: Well, then I think it's I think what it's something to do with environment. Then. <laughs> then I do it's the uh, environment. Uh, right All right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Listen, I think you know. Listen, I think probably I'm not. I I'm not. I. There's no way that you're going to say 100% all the time. It's always that way, right? Anything. So just the law no. of statistics is, would say that I, I my theory can't be right 100% of the time or yours. I, we would need a therapist on here to really say. But the, I just come from that mentality that, you know, like serious issues. I'm not talking about insecurity, jealousy. Like, you know, I'm talking about like serious things like people that, and
0: things like that.
1: that have really hardcore addition addictions that have a lot of like panic and anxiety and shit like stuff like that I don't know did you ever have any kind of panic or anxiety or anything like that
0: yes but later in life
1: yeah because in that's like all about control and stuff so I think you know and listen like I said it doesn't have to be molestation it could be a lot of other things that happen but I do think that most of the time things come from someplace and and things are put on us and then we spend our life trying to un un put those things on us, <laughs> right? You gotta work on them. And I think when you know something like what happened to you happens, maybe you're never gonna be able to be a hundred percent not without that. I don't know. Nowadays they all talk about all these drugs you could take that make you like go back to your you know ayahuasca and ketamine and all that shit. I don't know. Maybe that works, but you know that people really could unlock Might a lot be funny of to stuff. Try, huh? What? <laughs>
0: Might
1: be fun to try. Though, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people talk about that being a like really life changing and like a quick fix kind of thing. I don't think it's easy to do. I think it's a uh, pretty fucking harsh, but uh, that's something to look into. But I think uh, without that, I think you know there there might be some things that you just can't fix totally, and life is short, so you're just gonna like you said adapt, and you got to make the best with the cards that were dealt to you, and that's what you have done. But it it does. It is beneficial to try to work on as much as you can. Yes. Because it does hinder your life and it does affect you. I mean, it really made you bad at relationships,
0: right? It did. I mean, it's something interesting here. When I found out that my wife and her stepbrother, I got excited. Yeah. Okay. And I went and I, and I, part of our quote unquote conversations, pre bedtime conversations, yeah. was. Tell me what happened. Yeah,
1: because it turned and, you on. you
0: know, don't leave anything out. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and the truth of the whole matter is every time she would tell me, obviously I got aroused, and she used to get unbelievably aroused.
1: Of course. But, you know, a sex therapist would say, and I've heard this, that, like, you know, and I think that... Um, I said this to my lot. La- I just had a girl on Victoria who had a lot of incest fantasies. She likes them, and I said to her, like, "Do you think, you know, anything happened to you when you're younger?" She's like, "I just don't know, you know." And like, so she doesn't know yet, but she's working that out, and she has these kind of fantasies with her boyfriend. And what I say to anybody that says, like, "Oh, that's fucked up," or obviously something happened, like until she gets to that point where if she ever has any memories. What is not so bad and what is okay is that she's actually working through them with somebody in a relationship just, you know, through fantasy, working that out. It's like the person that was raped that's into BDSM. If they are in control and, you know, maybe that's okay to rework the story so that you're in control of it because when it happened to you, you were out of control. So I think that is a way of working through things.
0: It's funny you say that because I dated a girl for quite a while. Yeah. Again, my generation. Our yeah. generation versus years ago. But that when we were when we were having sex, she wanted to be choked. She wanted to be slapped. Yeah. Okay? And it turned out she that she was raped as a young girl.
1: Of course. And, yeah.
0: But it turned around. You know and, I, and the way I felt, I I, was, I had a hard time slapping her or choking her and things like that. Yeah. But if the choking was never hard enough.
1: The slapping right.
0: was never hard enough. Yeah uh uh-huh. Okay, the name-calling was never bad enough. You mean, you keep on telling me what, it had you worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And actually, that actually turned me off a little bit too much because I wasn't, I, I'm, I'm not that guy, you know? Right, Which, that was too much for you. Yeah, well, I, I could play with anybody, but not to that extent. Not where, I'm, where I know that if I fought for any harder, I'm going to leave a mark.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. that. No, uh-huh. no. And that's it. So that's my story. I don't know what else you want to ask. With, with, whatever you want I mean, to ask. I listen, I think
1: it's just, it's it's really interesting because I had a guy on uh, a long time ago. I don't know if you listened to his episode. He was, it was, I remember it was the first incest story, the email I had got, And I was really nervous about getting on the phone with this guy because I was really w- Worried about where it was gonna go was this a guy that was gonna call up and talk about the fact because he was like You know, I could only get turned on sexually by thinking about my mother or my sister That was his whole story and I was like am I gonna be talking to a guy? That's like wanting to brag about that and talk about how hot it is because I don't know that I could kind of go there you know, but it turned out that here was a guy who called in who had this as an issue and really hated it. It was like put on him and it was really hardcore and devastating to him. And it turned out that he actually worked his himself out of that kind of wiring because I had kept in touch with him afterwards. And it was really super amazing. You know, do you feel that any kind of that wiring has changed or what has changed with you realizing what happened? Anything?
0: Anything? Yeah, I, I, I um I don't sleep with women the first night. Right, and I won't. I mean, it's really and no matter how good it's going. Yeah, even if she said something, come on up or come on in, and I know I would say no. Right, and I would actually come and say to them, and believe it or not, they used to say that's got to be a line. If it wasn't. Do not sleep with me. Right. If you if you're like me, don't sleep with me yet. Make me earn it.
1: Oh, right, because you're going <laughs> to fucking lose interest and you want to like yeah. the person, right? Yeah,
0: because exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I was on a dating site. You know how these dating sites go. Yeah. And, you know, and it's never failed. I would meet them out for a drink, and an hour, two hours, three hours later, we were either in a car, or on my truck, or we were in more apartments where we were parking. And it, was, and it was just that easy, and I don't understand why it was that easy. Right. I don't. And believe me, I'm nothing to look at. I'm not like. I walked in and every woman swooned. Well, but
1: listen, there's just a lot of fucked up people out there that are working out their issues, and you know, so and like attracts like, and so you know, a lot of people act out sexually, so you know. That's just the way that it goes. Were you the one on Twitter that fat Did you find me on Twitter? Because yes. I- okay. Yes. And then somebody said something to you like, oh, or wasn't there somebody that said, oh, was it a part of your teenage fantasy? Is that you? Right. Isn't it? Somebody wrote back and was like, oh, is this a part of your teenage fantasy? Like this? I think something we have this in common, you know, like I do. I don't
0: believe it. I think the only one I saw was response i got was from you in particular no Nobody there
1: else. was a guy no and his tag is a uh, oedipus so there you go but yeah he wrote i'm looking at it now it was a part was it, it was a part of your teenage fantasy i mean you don't have such a thing now we could talk about this because i think we have something in common you know so here's another guy and i do think i mean i'm going to probably post this as a bonus episode because these kind of episodes to me are more for people that have been through this right And because I think they're going to get a lot out of it and people will find this because they're Googling to figure it out themselves. I think that there's a lot of people like me who think something happened to me. I could see all these like weird signs, but I don't know what it is. And there was times in my life where I went looking for more information on that. I don't really now because I have a kid and I'm just involved in so much life. I just don't fucking care because, you know, I've worked on myself a lot. But like, you know, other people are trying to put those pieces together and figure out. And there's a lot of people like you who have had memories come back and are still trying to figure stuff out. So I think it'll be really helpful and beneficial for them to hear your story. You know, is there anything else you remember besides the jerking off that she did to you?
0: I, you know, I do remember a comment she made to my wife right after right, uh, right after when we were new in the relationship before she became my wife when we were dating, and my mother was saying, have you ever seen a, a set of balls like on an on, end? On I mean, literally, physically balls. Physical.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay? And I remember my wife, who was a girlfriend at the time, being shocked by that question. How could a mother okay. ask that question? You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I kind of laughed it off. Because well, how else you do, you know? Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if my, I don't know if she was trying to get some information from my girlfriend at the time. If that makes sense, you know, trying to.
1: I think she had. Listen, I don't even. Th- I think she just had such improper boundaries, like she, you know, because the fact that not only did she do this shit to you, that she would make comments like this out loud, and you know, is. Um, is a is another thing, you know. She is like crossing boundaries and issue. You know, it's like weird too.
0: Yeah, I think she's in love. I think she uh, I shouldn't say this, but I believe she's in love with me. I believe that in she, love. Yeah, not loving like a, in love. Right. You know, I, and maybe she wanted to have, even a man in her life. And since in those days, women, they were they no matter what happened, they didn't screw around their husbands. Or if they did, we know how that went. But you know, that was their way of getting around it. Right. And I would, and I, it's my feeling. I don't know that. I wish I knew. I just know that if you have a chance, read that book, Suckus. Read it. Yeah. Okay. Because you're going to find out that, and then try to envision yourself as a ten or eleven year old girl or boy, reading that with the language in there and how graphic it is.
1: And having your mother be the one that turned yeah. you on to it. I mean, right yeah. there, she was like, she was bringing you to that level. I mean, she wanted you. I mean, she was really fucking you up. It's so fucked up. I mean, I really think what's great about you is that you broke that cycle, that you've had kids, that you've never crossed that line, that you kept your boundaries never. in place, even never. though you didn't even realize that this shit was happening to you until you were like 55. It fucking came to you, you know? Do you think that anything happened at that time in your life that made that come back? Why at 55? Like, how long had she ha- been passed at that point?
0: She wasn't at that point. Oh, she wasn't. Um, she was still alive. I've mean, I got to think about this now. I'm trying to go. She might have been alive. She might have been dead. I, I think she's been dead maybe 10 or 12 years now. So I might be right around that edge. Yeah, uh, like I wonder I said, if
1: her being past. Um, listen, because I think, you know, the part of us that helps us repress things is a part of us. So they know. Right. It's not a part we're in touch with. It's the subconscious, I guess, or something. I don't know. But I wonder if, you know, knowing that she was past helped. To allow you to feel like those memories could
0: come up. What I think it was I think it was a nightgown thing, that got to the baby the, the baby doll see through negligee thing. No,
1: I know, but when, why did that? Why was that finally a trigger? Do you know what I'm saying? Like m- maybe that could have you know 90s and shit probably came up in your life a million times before. Then why at that you know, point? And, it,
0: and it's funny, Kathy, because if I see a woman in a baby doll or something like that. Does nothing for me. I'm I'm that guy that wants a woman in a um, silk or satin neglig- uh, long right. negligee. I'm, right. I'm that guy now. I'm, and um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I know how it affected my taste in women and what I went for.
1: For sure, uh, like you said, you don't. Most guys love big boobs. You can't fucking stand them. Not a
0: thing. I hate. Them. I mean I to me them.
1: when you said that you get you could throw up from the smell of that perfume that she wore I mean that was like probably one of the most to me horrifying things It yeah. really just shows yeah. how you know every part of that experience was so traumatic for you that even a smell from that moment so many years yeah. later could trigger and a physical reaction in you that's how in my much mind, right now people I up. Yes. In my
0: mind, I felt it
1: Right that's how much this kind of shit fucks people up Yes. you know what I mean? So bad.
0: It's sad. It's really sad.
1: Yeah, it yeah. is. But listen. But I,
0: yeah. Yes. No, you tell but, me. Well, I mean, that's pretty much just so many things that uh, I know how it affected my relationships. I know how careful I am. Again, uh, times have changed. So you can't make the comments men used to make on to women years ago. You know, things like that. Um, and now I'm understanding it more than I ever did. You know, before I, would, I was a guy that made the comments a woman. Hey, you know, nice ass. I was a guy. I'll never forget, there was a girl, we were in a bar, and I was with my friend, and she had a pair of tight uh, cutoffs on. And literally out loud, I said, nice camel toe. <laughs> literally with your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And I remember being shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Okay? And I remember at that time thinking, she asked for it. I remember thinking that. Right. She asked for it. Right. And that's not there. Well, not. listen, like as much
1: as, You know, you had to, on some level, fucking hate women for a certain amount of time, you know, because your mother was, you know, shaped how you felt about women. This was the first woman in your life, the main woman in your life, and look what she did to you. So, of course, you were going to fucking hate women on some level, and that's how it came out. Um, And
0: And the mother's the most important person any child has. Of course,
1: of course, and that's how why it's so much more fucked up, uh, even more so than that. But of course, it would get to the point where you would hate women and have a, a very total disregard for seeing them as worthy of anything, you know, because of what happened. But I mean, I really, I think it's great that you were able to remember things. I think it's never too late as long as we're alive. We're growing and changing, and that's what we're supposed to do. So I think it's great that you eventually did realize and you can put things together i think you could probably forgive yourself for a lot of the things that you did because you could maybe understand why you did them and i think that that could be very healing for you to forgive yourself for a lot of the things you did
0: something that i can't forgive myself for i didn't do any. i didn't do anything horrible but nothing just because how i treated someone just how i treated them how i knew I want to see, I was going to break their heart, but I was, I was going to make them feel worthless by not returning a phone call or by just literally tossing them away.
1: Right. I, I, I know, know.
0: It. You know, and I would love to go up to some women and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, how do I explain it? like you can't i'm sorry i was i was
1: stupid at that time no but you the, the way it's explained is like uh, you felt worthless so you wanted to make other people feel how you felt it makes sense right but i i do believe like attracts like so on some other level too sometimes the person that's putting up with the guy that's making her feels wor- feel worthless feels worthless too and she's working her stuff out by sort of putting herself in those positions and having that happen to her so she could figure out that she's not fucking worthless I was on, I was that kind of girl, I acted out on both levels. But like, you know, the fact that I mean, I don't see myself so much as a victim, even though I was treated like shit sometimes, because on some level, I thought I that's what I deserved. So I chose exact partners that would do that to me. And you have to, everyone has to take a little bit of accountability for what happens to them. It's not just all you. But you know, what you could do for yourself is forgive yourself for those things that you've done you didn't do anything really that bad you didn't do what your mother did to you um and now moving forward with the knowledge that you have you could be even better of a person you're not going to do that ever again so what you say to yourself is yeah I did a bad thing but I'm not a bad person yeah you fucked with a lot of girls heads but it's you're not fucked up And you're better now than you ever have been because you do remember now and you can put it together. And I think that's great. And I thank you so much for calling in and telling the story because I think it's an important story to have out there to hear people talking about it. Honestly, I do believe, like I said, that the right people that need to listen to this episode will find this episode. And I think it'll be very helpful to a lot of people.
0: Well, thank you, first of all, for taking your time with me. And I appreciate it. And I I enjoy your podcast a lot.
1: Awesome. Cool. I love. I love people who listen to my podcast. I love talking to people who listen and I love people who call in and are so honest and put their stories out there. I'm really like I said, I'm I'm very grateful for you for calling in and being honest with your shit because I don't think it's an easy story to put out there and tell but I do think it's important for this to be heard and it will be heard and so make sure to go to YouTube because people will put comments there and this will be a bonus episode that I put out in the next couple of weeks like on a Thursday or something but I'll email you when it gets out so you could look to see but I do believe you will help people.
0: I appreciate it very much and have a great day Thank you. again. You too. Thanks Sam. Bye-bye now.
1: Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode